This is the show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show with Dr. D. Broadcasting from the HJL Hospitality and Evolve Studios in LA and KZSB AM 1290 and FM 96.9 Santa Barbara or somewhere from the road. He's opened and fixed more than 200 restaurants, bars, nightclubs, hotels, and neighborhood joints around the globe. He's an industry driver, an author, and a columnist. He's a restaurateur with legendary rock star Mick Fleetwood in Fleetwood's on Front Street in Lahaina, Maui. And he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun, Jeremiah Higgins. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. Dr. D, been a while. It has been. I, I've, Where have you been? Uh, I, well, actually, I've been here the whole time. I've been sleeping over here in the corner, waiting and waiting, <laughs> waiting and, and waiting. waiting. And the wait yeah, is we, over. We had a couple weeks off. We did. And, we did. Uh, I don't feel any more rested. How about you? I Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't take any time off. No, I took, I I took a little time off. I know. I, I was trying to figure out, wait a minute, uh, did I authorize that? <laughs> no, and then I what? found out I... Don't have that authority. <laughs> I was just, uh, I kept showing up and the door was locked, so I, I didn't really even knock. I just said, let me go to the beach instead. Yeah, what the heck. Yeah, that's why not. Which is what Gormley always says when uh, he's doing his yeah, version. Yeah, this time it was true. This time it was true. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, hey, thanks for uh, hanging in there. Hopefully we still have listeners. We've taken a few weeks off and we didn't even tell you where you're going anywhere, so I hope you weren't too worried. But since I didn't get any emails or phone calls or texts, <laughs> I guess either we have no listeners or they uh, they, they, weren't, weren't, they worried. weren't worried. They weren't worried. No, we they have knew, listeners. They knew they we'd, we'd find our way back yeah, at one exactly. point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we have a, uh, a fun kind of a, a relaxing end of summer. It's we're going into the fall oh, here. Oh yeah. You know what, Doctor D? The, uh, two years in a row this has happened, and it it's really bummed me out. But we used to talk about this. Back in the beginning, there, the the day after our three day weekend, going back into the fall, the Labor Day, uh huh, uh-huh, the Labor Day weekend, it was always that very next day you could feel fall in the air. It was crisp. It was cool. It was. Do you remember that? <clears throat> I remember talking about that and the angle of the shadows. <laughs> You, yeah, you felt football yeah. season was not that I'm a huge football fan, but you, you, it was part of it. Yeah, you felt you know, football season was holidays coming. Holidays are coming. Uh, World Series was just around the corner because I'm a big baseball fan. School was going to go back in session. Of course, now they start in August, so that kind of throws you off. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing of all is so I'm so excited. As of November fourth, and I know that's another month and a half away. The last time we change our clocks here in California. Yeah, that is something. That is something to look forward to. <laughs> God, that was so. That was. I never got that. But I mean, I get it. I get why it was uh, started. But I, don't, yeah. I never got why we were still doing that exactly. in this day and age. Um, but yeah, no. The but it was beautiful the, weather. But not. It did, it hasn't happened the last two years. It's still been blazing, blazing hot. hot. In fact, oh man. I mean, I, I think everybody. I can't complain. That, like we're the only ones. I think this whole. The whole continent is on, yeah. on fire yeah. with with uh, record breaking heat waves. Yeah. yeah, but the heat waves here in Santa Barbara the last few uh, weeks, yeah. were I don't unbearable. I they mean, really you got were. some nice AC here in the in the well, studio, yeah. but God, it was it just 
to sleep and to just get up and you're in, take a shower, you're instantly you're drenched. Hot. Yeah, you're it, hot. It, it didn't it's help. Like, it doesn't help. And at then all. the humidity went up. You know, we had Hurricane K or the remnants thereof mm-hmm. that came up up the coast. We got a little rain here in Santa Barbara, more down in L.A. and even more down in San Diego. Um, but uh, and even even as of this broadcast, within the next four days, they're actually predicting more rain. Yeah, I'm hoping that stays in the forecast. But you're right, the heat, uh, and and we're not the only place either. I mean, I don't mean California, but the United States, across Europe, hotter than blazes as well. Yeah. Now I I don't know if their heat wave has subsided yet, but that's been the big news for the last few weeks is just the record breaking heat. Yeah, you know, terrible. Terrible, yeah. terrible. Just awful. Keep it. I don't want it. <laughs> Let's sell it. I don't want Santa Barbara to change. I mean, it's yeah. always, yeah. We, we can't really complain too no, much because year-round it's a perfect weather. Well, someone told me, they said, well, I just ran down to the beach and jumped in the water. I said, yeah, but you got to get out of the water eventually, mm-hmm. and then it's hot again. And then you got sand there, everywhere. What's, ever, what's even worse is there was no real breeze to speak of. Right. It was just, it's just dead, still air. Yeah. Still air. All day, all night. I will be thankful. I am thankful in spite of that blazing long heat wave. So thankful that we did not have not had any fires anywhere in the area. And if we had. Yeah, that is. uh, I'm glad. I'm happy to. You're right. And Uh, if we have had them. Then the fire department, the first responders, man, they've jumped on those things like like a cat on catnip. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Get them out quick. Boom. Hey, we've got a, a, a returning guest today, Kara Wellsman. She's got a new album out. So she's coming in here in the second half. Uh, and I also wanted to announce something pretty cool. I talked to our good friend Gianni Valente out uh, there in uh, uh, the Birdland in New York City. Oh, yeah. Gianni's going to start coming on every couple of weeks and uh, talking about his acts, these great acts that come through a Birdland. Um, he's going to bring those to the show. So cool! Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. And I hope you guys have been catching uh, Tim Stack. Ah, uh, uh, no, well, that's TV. Tim Stack. It, it's radio, actually. It's radio with but TV's with TV's Tim, Tim Stack. Stack. Now is he changing his name legally to TV's Tim? I Stack? think he may have already changed. He may have done that already yeah. on his passport yeah. and everything. <laughs> so let us know what his you think shows, about those. Those shows are so much fun. John Lovitz. John Lovitz. Oh, oh my God, that was funny. I mean, my mic is off while I'm recording the program but I'm sitting there dying I am just yeah. dying especially the end of the program <laughs> when and folks you're going to have to go to YouTube or you're going to have to go to uh, the Jeremiah show.com uh, the end of that show he wants to tell a story and TV's Tim Stack says, we're out of time. He says, I had a story that would have skyrocketed your ratings, and you are saying no. Okay, thank you, and goodbye. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> he just cut him off cold, Tim. And Tim didn't even pay attention. No. But I loved also what we asked him to do. I don't know if you – I didn't notice this while we were doing the interview, while Tim was doing the interview. But I noticed it as when I posted the uh, video up on our YouTube channel, um, on YouTube, The Jeremiah Show. At the very, very end, you're at, we're getting his radio drop promo, uh-huh. right? right? And I don't know if you noticed, but this, the whole time, 
He's going like he's holding his thumb and his forefinger and rubbing them together like he needs money. <laughs> like, I'll do it, but I need some cash. You know? Oh, I I thought that was a signal to his family that he's being held hostage and he needs to have the ransom paid. Yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> no, he wanted money. He wanted money before he did any promotion for us, but we got it anyway, Doctor D. Yeah. John, the uh, check is in the mail. That's right. It's on the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then we're we're nine shows away, Doctor D, from our five hundredth oh, show. Can you believe that? I cannot believe that. Wow, actually. I cannot believe that. I, yeah, I mean that's a lot of hours. That's a lot of time. That's oh. a, a lot of special guests. So many yeah. great stories. Yeah, five hundred. So yeah. exciting, exciting stuff. I don't know if you want to reveal this, but we also have a very special program that is coming up too in honor of one of our guests and participants in uh, HJR. HJR? Or not HJR. What am I You're renaming my company. I'm I like sorry. That. Let's, let's get rid of, of Liebfried and we'll, we'll go with uh, Richard. <laughs> H. Higgins Jones Richard. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. HJL, in case yeah. you're wondering what the heck we're talking H-J-L, about. HJL Hospitality. Yeah. That's my business mm-hmm. that we, uh, we go, we open restaurants and hotels and bars and retail shops yeah. and and higgins is a, obviously h we sound like a law firm hjl yeah. you handle um, my taxes you've done a horrible job and with all of those new irs members i'm going to be audited i can see it coming now well we were doing so great but the but the member that did the taxes dropped off and then we replaced him with richard so that's oh! your own fault <laughs> h higgins jones richard there and i was go. using an abacus <laughs> i don't know how to use an abacus so that's where i got in trouble anyway but we do have a, a special show coming up uh, in the not too distant future we do um, uh, um, as you all know our, our good dear friend Ann Haish, um passed away a couple weeks ago and um, we have a, uh, a beautiful tribute to Ann um, in our not the next two shows but the third show up episode 293 will be dedicated to Ann and uh, I'm actually uh, telling my story of mm-hmm. Ann and it was a great one. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I've got great audio notes that Ann would send me and uh, uh, text messages and, and dreams and hopes of hers. And, and you're going to see a, a different side to Ann Haish probably than you've seen publicly. Um, she was just such an incredible lady in so many different ways. So You know, the day or two after her passing, <clears throat> I saw some of those little tributes on uh, A&E, or not A&E, but uh, Entertainment Tonight mm-hmm. and, and so forth. And I, I'm going, I didn't know all of that about her. Wow. But now, folks, you're going to learn a whole lot more about her, uh, the, 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 real, the real scoop there. In the yeah, we had a, a really great relationship uh, with Anne from, from the beginning. Um, we started back in, what, 2020? Was it 2020? We did a show with Mariel Hemingway and Anne right. on mental no, mental health. No, no, no. and um, <clears throat> Just a, a terrific show. Did a couple shows. Then we uh, Anne created a little... Um, a story uh, she she told about what you know what I learned from the masters, um, working with Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones and yeah, <clears throat> uh, Johnny Depp and uh, some good De Niro. Stuff. I mean, she's stuff, yeah. some great movies. So, but she we had a really great relationship here at the show with Anne, and uh, she was so gracious and such a uh, intelligent 
probably uh, I can say this one of the most intelligent women I've ever ever met one of the most intelligent people I've ever met and had the pleasure of getting to know um, yeah we're gonna try to do her uh, justice and, and, yeah. and tell some of those stories in a tribute to her special tribute coming up but before that we have Carol Wellsman mm. jazz vocalist pianist she's gonna join us next so why don't we take a break Dr. D and we'll come back with Carol hey glad to be back yourself up take a deep breath dust yourself off and start all over again nothing's impossible I have found for when my chin is on the ground I pick myself up dust myself off Start all over again Don't lose your confidence if you slip Be grateful for a pleasant trip And pick yourself up, dust yourself off Start all over again. Mr. Restaurant is a tasty new segment on The Jeremiah Show. Host Will Knox, renowned restaurant real estate specialist, serves up a fresh look at the restaurant business. On the menu, celebrity chefs, startups, operators, deal makers, designers, and those are just some of the appetizers. Look for all of Mr. Restaurant shows. Tell your smart speaker to play The Jeremiah Show, Mr. Restaurant. Hi, I'm Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on The Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. Hi, I'm Mariel Hemingway, and you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Welcome back to The Jeremiah Show. It is with great pleasure that I welcome back our guest today, jazz vocalist and pianist, Carol Wellsman. Carol comes bearing a gift for the world today, Dr. D. Her f- I love gifts. I love gifts, too. And I love when a special <laughs> guest brings a gift. It's so thoughtful. It's her 14th album. It's wow. aptly titled 14, which was released. On September 9th. You know what I love about, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I love the t- 
Title 14, but something about it. I mean, I know that it applies to her, to Carol's 14th album release, but I just like 14. I don't think I've ever seen that anywhere else in a title. And the There's album might be my favorite of Carol's really to like date. 14, Joining Carol on 14 um, is Pierre Cote <laughs> on guitars. I got Remy Jean LeBlanc on a tangent here, but I just I do really love the title and uh, name. On um, drums. It is a collaboration with these musicians who, who Carol's collaborated with for years, but I just really love uh, how they came together on this album, 14. It's a collaboration with these musicians and Carol, Carol's beautiful voice that make this album so fresh and appealing to me. Listening to the album puts the listener in a mood. You know what I mean, Dr. D? You, you get in a mood. Not that often with the <laughs> album, but... It, but put me in a mood it transcends your body and your mind to a simpler state of being carol's sultry voice washes over you erasing the day splashing and painting your world in pleasing colors with rejuvenating musical notes for your ears listening you are changed in her lifelong jazz journey as a luscious vocalist and appealing pianist carol wellsman simply sums it up by saying, I'm a firm believer that you have to send your message through the lyrics. Welcome back, Carol. Oh, thank you. It's so great to be here, Jeremiah. That's so thank nice you. to have you have you here on the show again for your third time. We can call this one three. <laughs> um, congratulations on the new album. It truly is incredible. Um I love. I was intrigued by that last line. I'm a firm believer that you send the message, uh, your message, <clears throat> through the lyrics. On 14, the new album, what message are you sending through your lyrics? Well, it, honestly, it, it, the, the message depends on the song. And I, there are uh, about 10 songs, I think, on the album. And each one has, it, uh, each one tells a story. And I, I believe, really, songs are like, stories that are sung. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I really feel um, very connected to the lyrics. And th that's usually what uh, gets me more, more than the melody. I listen to the lyrics of the song and then decide whether I could bring something to it, whether, whether it, it resonates with me, because if it doesn't resonate with me, then I'm, I'm not sending the message. Mm -hmm. so. so, I mean, there, there are how many songs on the album here? I'm not, I should, I'm trying to count it real quickly. Do you, you know? You may know more than I do. I <laughs> well, let's just say there's more than 10. Uh, so each one of these spoke to you in some way. And how does that happen? Is it you're working on an album, uh, maybe you're on tour from your last album, and you start picking up, you hear a song, or do they all, how do they, how do they start appearing in your life and then uh, relating to them? Is there... Well, actually, that's a really good question because um, what ended up happening on this album is there were, my choices actually dated back to my teens when I learned, for example, Tad Dameron's song, If You Could See Me Now. It was one of the first jazz ballads I learned, and, uh, and there's a very special thing about that song that I'll quickly let you know about. I sing a, a guitar solo on that song, and the guitar solo was 
played by a famous Canadian jazz guitarist named Ed Bickert. Mm. And Ed died recently, unfortunately. And I can't find a recording of the solo, but I learned the solo by heart when I was 17. And I sang it note for note. And I taught Pierre the solo. So he plays along with me on the album. Mm. So oh, wow. that, yeah, so that's that, that, the, so that plus a series of other little uh you know, there's a, there's a story that goes along with each song. The, the, probably the one that I uh, uh, added to the list uh, um, most recently, close to the album uh, recording, is Pick Yourself Up. Because I happened to be listening to a radio show, and somebody said, I'm going to play this Nat King Cole version of um, Pick Yourself Up and with George Shearing. And I, I listened to this arrangement, and it was so beautiful. I I lifted it note for note and then just did it in my key. So it's it's a it's paying homage to them because uh, George Shearing was one of my favorite piano players. So it's just little things like that. You mm-hmm. know, they they just hit you certain ways. Uh, I concentrate on you. It's it's one of the more um, mysterious songs of Cole Porter. It's just it's got a very interesting lyric and and it's dark and then it's light and it's it's very playful. So it just depends, you know the. What hits me? So it's almost uh, as a musician, as an artist, uh, as a composer, uh, and all the all the different hats that you wear as an as a musical artist and a vocalist. You you basic your life. You just go. You're going through life, and things come to you almost like a, a musical journal or um, a film before your eyes that you just start picking and choosing things that inspire you or have inspired you or. Or artists that you've wanted to work through, work with, and then well, and then you put together yeah. your albums. Well, the, the, uh, there's another song on there. It's it's my original song called "Be My Valentine," and I was literally in the car with my Labradors. This was I don't know five years ago or something. Driving up Laurel Canyon in in uh, in California, and and it was close to Valentine's Day, and I thought I need to write a Valentine song. I literally wrote the like three quarters of the song, just singing it on, on the path, walking the dog. Lucky dog. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I realized we never actually released it. So we, we recorded it in the small formation. So, um, and it's on some. Now, was it for, for your husband, Pat, or was it for the dog? Or do we not want to say, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we don't want to, we don't want to say here. On, on here. <laughs> oh, it was for my husband. Come on. <laughs> um, he's in the, he's in the other room. Well, I, I was going to say hello. And I, I hate to do that during your interview, but, uh, I love your husband and please tell him hello for me. I, what a, oh, what a, what a gentleman he is. A, he, he's got to come back. He's only been on once. We need to get him to two. <laughs> um, so, you know, I when I wrote the intro to to the show today, you know, those um, visuals, those emotions came to me because I had my headphones on and I was listening to your album as I was writing. And and then I went came across your your bio, and I thought it was very interesting that some of the descriptions your whoever wrote this is much more eloquent than I am. But Doctor Diva needs me to take a break, and I will. Thank you, Doctor Diva. I'll be right there. Um, <laughs> but you talked about soothing the music. Uh, it's essential to you, and part of part of what you set out to do, or or you cr- when you create. And when you put this album together, it was essential to you to help soothe, 
soothe the myriad of emotions that we feel every day. Um, can you speak to that at all? And I thought it was interesting. That's how it made me feel. I, I, I really felt that I was, and it's overused, but transformed, and I was taken somewhere else um, with the music. Oh, that's that's wonderful to hear. You know, the, the this album of all the albums was done under uh, much different circumstances. You know, we were in a pandemic, and uh, when when Jim West of Just in Time Records called me, I was up at a cottage on a dock, on a lake, and he said, "I want you to record this album." And I said, "Jim, I'm I don't have one foot out of this business. I have two feet out because." There's nothing to do. We can't. We can't perform. We can't. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really not very inspired. So, I I realized how how the pandemic really played on my emotions and how high the highs were and how low the lows were. Like there and most <laughs> there weren't very many highs. I have to say, you know, the, not being able to be with my musicians and play and just the, just that whole environment was cut off. It it was it was quite a a task to put this together. But once I got into it, it was, it was probably the best thing for me because it, it actually gave me the reason to, to, you know, gave me a creative outlet. Do you find that it's therapy for you, the music when you're, when you create first, like you, you just mentioned, it must be overwhelming. I've got to put this together. How do I put it together? Everything's changed. How do I, you know, work with the musicians from across the country, across the world. And then, and then, you know, which songs do I choose? How do I, how do I uh, add something new? How do I change this or that? Or, what, you know, how do we put this song together and then this album together? That feels like it, may, it, it could be stressful, maybe. But then once you start oh. to, to, to actually perform or compose or work or collaborate and, you, and the music comes out and the music is played, is it therapeutic for you as the artist? Well, it, it you know the, it gave me a chance because I, I literally shut the thing down. I, I it gave me a chance to to work on all these arrangements in Logic because I do all my own arrangements most of the time. My last album I didn't, but but all the other thirteen um, I have, and so uh, I I sequence in Logic. I have a I have a little recording studio um, downstairs and. I am able to build the songs and decide how long the solos are going to be, who will solo, or, you know, some things I leave open for just to happen in the recording studio because you really can't plan jazz that well. Mm-hmm. It's, it has ways of turning corners and, and, and interesting corners when the musicians jump in. But what I was able to do was to create these demos to the point where I could send them to them and I did all the writing of the music. I write it all out in another program. And so they received PDFs by Dropbox and, and all the songs weeks before we, we met up in Montreal. Uh, and then so the, the real challenge was we really only had three days to record and the fourth day for vocals, if for any vocal fixes or whatever. And I think we recorded 15 songs because we recorded two Christmas songs and uh, something else that's slipping in my mind that, that was maybe an uh, you know, with a bonus track for, Mm -hmm. you know, for some countries. So that was really difficult because when we got together, some of the grooves, like I Concentrate On You, we had no drums. So, wow, all of a sudden, Pierre had to do something completely different on the guitar than he would normally have done. Mm. So just things like that, because I, 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 I didn't, 
set it up that way. I wasn't able to, I, I actually had drums on my track and then we decided, no, 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 let's just keep this really, really intimate. So it's beautiful. It, I think that's, you know, we were so happy to see each other and we, we do nothing but speak French together. It's really fun. We speak two different languages on this album. We'll talk about that when we get back. I wanted to say, uh, Carol, before you came on, we played, we went to break with um, the song Pick Yourself Up, which you've, you've talked a little bit about today. And we came back with I Concentrate On You that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. We're going to take you out to break right now with Black Coffee. And you can tell us about that when we come back. We'll be right back. I'm moaning all the morning And morning all the night And in between it's nicotine And not much hard to fight Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep on rocking to the core. Core Radio. The Jeremiah Show airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday. Core Radio. Rocks. Hey there. I'm Caleb. I'm Becca. And I'm Joshua. And we are a girl named Tom. Go to girlnametom.com to hear more of our music, buy merchandise, and learn about our story. You're listening to The Jeremiah Show. You've been listening to The Jeremiah Show. I am Miles Zuniga from Fastball. Hey, this is Tim. And this is Christian. We're L1011. Hi, this is Ron Sexsmith on The Jeremiah Show. And we're back with The Jeremiah Show.
Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. The new album is 14 by Carol Wellsman. It's on Just In Time Records. It was released on September 9th. Carol is our special guest today. Joining Carol on 14 is Pierre Cote on guitars. Remy Jean LeBlanc, bass, bass, and Jim <laughs> Doxis on the drums. I just did that for Richard. Upcoming tour date, September 13th. Um, there's a gig at Sunset Jazz at Bestango in Irvine, California on November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Cuesta College Cultural and Performing Arts Center in San Luis Obispo. Uh, you can find Carol on Apple Music, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Twitter, and YouTube at Carol Wellsman Jazz. Welcome back, Carol. We went uh, to break with Black Coffee from your new album uh, titled 14. Love this album. Uh, one of uh, I, I, I hate to say I've got a favorite, but I think this might be my, my, my favorite right now, Carol. <laughs> and we just came in with The Night Has a Thousand Eyes. Very, very cool. Um, I, I, I'm going to jump ahead here on my on my questioning, but you sing um, in in foreign language, uh, French and Spanish and English on this album. Um, beyond that, though, what's what's remarkable about your vocals is your distinctive scat style, one of your signature sounds. Uh, you, you say about yourself. Um, and and you you do scat you scat throughout fourteen, including um, I concentrate on you and the night has a thousand eyes that we just came back in with. Um, tell me about that. That's that's such a distinct um, Carol Wellsman style. How did that come about? Well, <laughs> um, it's kind of hard to to uh, to pinpoint it, but I growing up. I was listening to a lot of uh, Tanya Maria, who's a Brazilian pianist and singer. She's not very active anymore, but she was when I was living over in France. And I went to see her in Paris, and I heard her scat. And she would be playing the same line on the piano. And so, simultaneously, and I just thought, that sounds so cool. So, And George Benson did this as well. When you hear him on, on Broadway, for example, on that song, he's and he's playing the same line, so it's very cool. But it kind of morphed into something else on uh, on a gig we were doing in in Buffalo. I'll never forget it because I had a, a really really great saxophonist, uh, Canadian, um, Phil Dwyer, who was playing with us, and and he, I, I um, after the the set, he I said, oh, I, that's kind of sounded. Well, he said to me, what you were doing with the chords. He, uh, uh, he said, I've never heard anybody do that. And he said, you should, you should really develop that. That's a style that's all your own. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, actually, it's kind of like a copycat of, you know, George Benson, but, but voicing an actual chord. So what it sounds like is, um, if anybody, uh, any, anybody likes um, big band music, you know, once the singer would sing the song, the big band would do what, we, what, we, what they call a shout chorus, where they're actually just, you know, they're suddenly it's the big band featured and then it goes back to the singer. So that's what I'm doing. I'm doing a little bit of a shout chorus on the piano. Mm, I love it. It's really, really beautiful. Thank Six you. of your albums were nominated for Canada's prestigious Juno Awards. You are 
the granddaughter of Frank Wellsman, the founder and first conductor of the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. Do you ever feel that the stakes are so high each time you release a new body of work? Or do you feel like, you know, given your success, given your uh, family lineage and, and your, your history um, in jazz, your own place in jazz that you've, you've created, are the stakes really high and, and is there a pressure or do you feel like it's the natural order of things in your life when you create a new body of work? Uh, I think it's more just a, a natural thing because after doing this 14 times, it's, I don't know, there's, you know, we, we also hear in the business that, uh, you know, I've spoken to record promoters who say, oh, you really should release an album a year and, and you know, just keep it, keep your audience growing and fresh and everything else. I, I've never really stuck to that, but um, it's more the fact that now it's getting even more interesting because now uh, the, the albums, um, you like, I think three singles were released before the album, so there was already momentum, which mm. is an interesting way of doing it. So I was able to. To push that up the you know the flagpole so to speak and 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 um, you know promote on social media and just say oh my song's out and you know get some um, get some uh, traction with that if you will um, it's it, I don't know I, I think it just feels like I, I I don't always feel this way this this actually may be my last album I don't know what I I I don't know I no no. No, say it ain't no, no, so, no, no, Joe. Well, no, it's not I, I don't know. I, I feel like I want to do something else in music, like write a musical or write. Uh, I, think that's, ooh. That's, that's I don't know, because the touring, touring thing, touring is difficult these days. I don't know mm -hmm. if you've heard about the <laughs> lost baggage and lost instruments. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. anyway. That's why you just wear one set of clothes throughout the entire tour. <laughs> sure, you just yeah. can. Don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, right. they, well, that's right, a that's a fun. that's a bomb drop here. I hope that's not true. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> so aren't you I glad know. you you stuck around for the interview with Carol, her last album, fourteen? Um, <laughs> Carol, I hope that's not true. And I'm sure you've got a lot more uh, creativity. I have a feeling that someone like you cannot stop creating in whatever way that you you take it. Um, you know, in your your amazing career, but. Uh, I would a musical from you would be really really great to see. I'd love to see that too. That's I encourage mm -hmm. that one. Mm -hmm. So there's no so nothing. Get, you're not paralyzed by your success. You're saying you're not. It doesn't creatively. Uh, you know, there's not this anxiety like I've got to create. I've got to top my ne my last and my you know the last record and the last what? tour or the last you know. It, you don't you don't think about that. There is there is a bit of that though. I have to tell you, I I um I just wanted to mention to you that on the twelfth of October we're leaving for Japan. We have a ten concert tour through Japan, and it's with a Brazilian um Brazilian Australian bass player and singer named Nikki Parat and my drummer Jimmy Branley, and we're actually touring a, an album that only came out in Japan in two thousand nineteen and was number one in sales in Tokyo for like six months or something, and. Mm -hmm. And we, it's been postponed three times because of the pandemic. Mm. So, and here's Nikki in Australia, and we're having to plan the show on Zoom. Um, and so it, it, there is that sort of anxiety because I feel like 
Um, and I'm also not used to being so idle, like, the, you know, again, COVID. Um, so suddenly I have this, I, it seems like it's, it's looming large in my mind as to how to put the show together and everything. So, it, you know, I think from there are the new challenges. New, some of these are new challenges to you. New, with, there's, there are new challenges with every album, with every tour, right? Sure. And, saying, yeah. and the nice thing is that, that I'm a perfectionist and I will not settle for second best. So, Ooh. yeah, it's got to be. I mean, <laughs> I, we have to do a great tour. It just has to be great. I love that, Carol. I, I hope this interview is uh, meeting your standards, and if it's not, well, we could do another one. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> this could be our test run. I, I've been off air for a month, so I'm, I'm getting back into it myself here. Um, but Aww. I'm so happy that you are my first guest back, Carol Wellsman. The new album, 14, it's released on Justin time records it was released on september 9th get a copy now you can get it on apple music spotify uh probably anywhere amazon anywhere you can get an album you can get the new album 14 by carol wellsman upcoming tour dates uh here in in in, uh california irvine california bestango the uh, sunset jazz september 13th and november 3rd 4th and 5th at cuesta college cultural and performing arts center in san luis obispo i'm going to try to catch you up there carol um you can all there's also uh, great albums by carol available dance with me journey uh carol wellsman uh, again, Apple Music, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Twitter, and YouTube at Carol Wellsman Jazz. We're going to take you to break right now with that that song that could be for Pat or could be for her dog. She's not going to tell you. <laughs> be my Valentine. Here it is. We'll be right back. Hold me tight and feel the sparks ignite. How your eyes enchant me in the starlight. Tonight, I've never felt like this. Something's got to give. How did I live before I met you, sweet Valentine? Timeless love of mine. Every day with you is Valentine's Day. Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. Hi there, everybody. This is Ann Hitch. Hey, everybody. I'm Art Alex Hux from the band Everclear. My name's Danny Drejo. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Jeremiah, you're loved, Holmes. you 
need help with your restaurant or hospitality business, see how we can help your business at hjlrestaurantadvisors.com. Hey, this is Jeff Scott Baxter. Please open your heart and reach out to a veteran and let them know, number one, that they are loved and respected. You won't give up if they don't give up. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Sometimes I'm happy Sometimes I'm blue My disposition Depends on you I never mind The rain in the sky If I can find The sun in your eyes Sometimes I love you And sometimes I hate you But when I hate you It's cause I love you That's how I am So what can I do? I'm happy when I'm with you Welcome back. We've got the great Carol Welsman, uh, jazz vocalist, pianist. Uh, her new album, 14, is released on Justin Time Records. That's Justin and Time Records. You can get it everywhere you get your albums and get your music. And uh, believe me, you, this is an album you want to have and you want to put on tonight. You know, Carol, tonight. you mentioned uh, you're going to Japan. And you're going to be playing mm-hmm. with a gentleman from Australia. So he's going to have... A shorter trip than you are, in spite of the fact that he's on the other, on the other hemisphere. There, I'm curious how you. Because uh, see, to me, I I wouldn't think that the Japanese would necessarily care much for I don't know maybe even hip hop for that matter, let alone jazz or country. I mean, did you know that jazz is popular in Japan? Oh yeah, well uh, we I met. Um uh, I, I first went over in 2004 on a uh, on a jazz uh, tour, um, uh, the Fujitsu Concord tour, and it was the most incredible thing. This these audiences, I totally eat jazz up. I mean, they, they are the most respectful and the most passionate about jazz uh, that I've mm-hmm. seen anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. True. So we've gone back every two years or so since 2004. I've done over a hundred concerts in, in Japan. Wow. So yeah. Uh, are there are there other countries that you've thought about and you've since after thinking about them, you've actually performed there because there there's been a call for it, as if you will, that before you didn't think they would be that interested in jazz. Again, my mind <laughs> goes to Japan and really? Okay, the fantastic. Uh, are there other parts of the world uh, that that surprised you? Well, actually, Italy. Funny enough, because I used to live there for a while. Um, the, the the jazz community is very small there. I would say that you know Italians, you know, classical is huge in Europe. Um, Popera, 
um, you know, like Bocelli and, and people like that. Um, and pop, there's a huge pop scene in, in Italy. It's very much a closed scene. You know, everybody's speaking, uh, singing only in Italian. I had an opportunity to go to Palermo and perform with the brass group. This was back in, I think, 2004 or five. And we did two concerts in, in Palermo. And I took, we asked about how many CDs sell at these things. Oh, well, maybe about 20 a night or whatever. So I took 75 CDs with me. Now, mind you, I spoke to the audience in Italian. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, it was a Swing Lady Swing show with the orchestra. We sold all 75 CDs on the, in the first intermission. Oh, wow. So, That's pretty good. Yeah. And so, so the, now, mind you, it was... You know, swing with with some with a, with some sugar on top because wow, you add beautiful violins and you know French horns and everything else. It's um, it's not like sitting in a jazz club. It was really a, a spectacular scene with with um, with the orchestra. So uh, people really enjoyed it. But I was surprised. I'm thinking Sicily jazz. Hmm. You know, I don't, I'm not sure we even have a jazz festival there. So it was very it was quite surprising to me and. and I, very rewarding. Uh, another follow-up question on that. It seems to me that jazz, in particular, is not something that that performs well in a sixty or a hundred thousand seat auditorium. That it's more intimate than that. Yeah, you're right, and so that's why you know. Uh, I, I don't know what I would do if I ever played somewhere like the Hollywood Bowl. I think I would be scared to death. <laughs> 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 I haven't played there yet. I mean, the biggest audiences I've ever played for are in Japan, and it would be like a 2,000-seater. And it, it gets pretty intimate when I sit and just play a song at the piano and sing and command that kind of... I mean, it, 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 that was quite moving. Uh, however, we also had a... 17-piece band, like a big band. Hmm. So, um, for most of the performance. So, I never felt like, but you're right, you're absolutely right. Jazz is, is blue note. You know, it's, it's yeah. an audience of 350 per show or whatever. Because, it, yeah, it does tend to be quite intimate. Yeah. Carol is an artist. 14. We hope that this isn't your last album, but let's say it is your last <laughs> album. As an artist... Can you think back with us? Think back to where you started Uh and your progression, where you are now, and maybe mention a couple of the milestones, how you felt as an artist and what were some of the big milestones in your life that that shaped and changed and, 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 and you evolved into the artist that you are today with the new album, 14. Wow, that's uh, that takes some thinking. Uh, there's there's a lot of there's there's a lot of highlights. I, it, I usually come up with them while driving because I'm not thinking about them, and I I think I should write that down. That was actually kind of cool. <laughs> um, the I, I would say that there's, there was a list of people that I wanted to meet in the music business. You know, David Foster, Stevie Wonder, Herbie Hancock. Um, oh gosh, George Benson. Um, there, there's a and I've met them all, and I've been. And actually, George Benson sat in with us in Paris in the jazz club, which wow. I and I, I couldn't sleep for a week. That was one <laughs> of the. That was when I thought, okay, I've really, I've really done it now. I guess sure. I can't, you know. 
Um, actually, his his uh, piano player back then, Randy Waldman, lives like I can see his house from my window here. Mm. He lives very close. So we're we're and he's George George's musical director now. But I, I would also say it's more it's more the memories rather than milestones. Like oh well, when I got my sixth Juno nomination, I'm so grateful for the nominations because that, that's really you know people they they do kind of well they're, they're somewhat judgmental about. It's the first thing people say. Oh, she's got six Juno. You know, it's like a, it's like your stamp of approval. But um, honestly, the, the the encounters with the musicians. I, I co-hosted the Billboard Jazz Awards with Herbie Hancock. He and I met at three in the afternoon, and we said goodnight to each other at eleven when the show was over. And we they messed up the cue cards and everything. We had such a ball, and I opened the show with my jazz up version of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. He went from Herbie Hancock, my, my colleague, to Herbie Hancock, my best friend, because he came running over and he was like, oh, wow, I, we harmonized something for Take Six. And I thought, yeah, I know you did, Herbie. You've done a million things that I absolutely love. So I mean, just, and, and Thelonious Monk's son, T.S. Monk, came up to me after the show and he says, how long have you known Herbie Hancock? And I looked at my watch and I said, Eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> you were old friends by then. <laughs> and, so, and, he, and he said, oh, yeah, we were totally handing it up, you know, locking elbows and reading the cue cards and stuff. But, it, it, yeah, it was just, that was wonderful because I met a lot of jazz artists who were there, like the top people, you know, Elian Elias and Kurt Elling, and the list goes on and on. So um, it's more of those things. And then sitting... Um, Having Stevie Wonder come up at a private party and say, and we were the entertainment, and he, he whispered in my ear and he said, do you speak all those languages too? And he was in another room. We, didn't, we thought everybody was, you know, uh, entertaining. He was listening all the time. Wow. So anyway, he sat down and we, sat, we sang my, my Sharia more uh, uh, four hands on the piano and singing together. Oh, I, that was so it. you've met all your me. idols. You've met all your heroes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what would you say to younger, just starting out of the business, Carol Wellsman? What would you say to her now? One piece of advice you would give to yourself? <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. Um, well, I, you know, one thing, it's actually Kenny G who said this, and I'm going to repeat it because he, he I'm going to steal it from him because he's absolutely right. You have to remember to enjoy the journey. Because, you know, as, as competitive as I am, because I am in music, I mean, I'm, I told you I'm somewhat of a perfectionist. I, I like, I, I was always seeing, you know, the, the end result. Like, what's going to happen if, 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 rather than just going with the flow, which, which maybe the pandemic... It's hard to do that, isn't more. it? Yeah, it is. But do you know that this album... This album, because I, I sort of didn't care, you know, before it happened, this, and I just thought, let's just have fun with this, you know, the, the record company wants to record me, fine. And, and funny enough, there's, like, I see the numbers of, of listeners on Spotify and different platforms, and it's gone up exponentially. Hmm. So it's really, it's really touching. Like, it's, a, it's hmm. just nice to know that there's, there's so many more venues for people to hear music now. Yeah, no. yeah. Okay, last question, then I'll let you go. It's been so good to see you, in case I forget to say that before we say goodbye, Aww. but it's been so good to see you again. Um, you too. Why you've, you've established and you've mentioned that you are a perfectionist, and if it's not 
perfect. It's, it's hard for you to be happy with it. As an artist on as an artist, I am sure that you are probably most critical of yourself than anybody else out there could be. Um, and 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 you get it, you know, you put out some really great music. We 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 benefit from that self-critique and uh, and and probably being hard on yourself with your with your music. But why the new album, 14? Why do you love the album, Carol? Why do you love it? Well, I, I think because it's, it's so intimate and I have a real, um, of all the musicians I've played with, because I, you know, I have a great band here in mm-hmm. L.A. and I have, a, I have musicians in Toronto and New York and also in Montreal. And there's something about, Remy Jean and Pierre and I have done more trio concerts with no drums than I, uh, than I have played with any other format in, in any other um, city. So, and we've gone, we've traveled internationally together a lot. They, they've come to Japan with me the last three or four times and we went, you know, Haiti, Dominican Republic, lots of places. And there's, there's a magic that happens between us. We lock in with each other so well with time. We don't need the drums. I, I, that's very rare. That's very rare for me because I don't usually work in that format. So when Jim said to me of Just In Time, said, I think you should do something really intimate like this. It was his idea. And we added drums to a few of the songs. But I think that's what I love the most about it is it, it's just, it was this, wow, so great to see you guys in the studio vibe because we hadn't seen each other in years. Mm-hmm. And so it just, we were so grateful that we, we just, I think it just brought out something kind of um, relaxed, fun, and, and, and the magic happened, mm-hmm. I think. It's, I was going to say know, magical, we, we, yeah. It really is. Check it out. Get it. Go now. The interview is over. Now you can take go. and put your attention. Go, go now. Go, go listen. Get get fourteen <laughs> by Carol Wellsman. Carol, would you like to thank anybody before we go? We've got to go right now. But I was going to give you the final words here. And the, if you want to mention the tour in Japan one more time for everyone. Well, thank you, Jeremiah. It's so great to see you and be on your show again. I love your show. Love, love, love. Uh, we will be in Japan from October 12th through 24th. The dates are on my website, carolwellsman.com. And there's also a retail link with all the platforms where you can go and either buy a, purchase a CD or, or stream or, or Google Play, all that stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. So i just like to thank you. Okay. Like well, I'll take it. We'll take it, huh, Dr. D? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. I know what I'm going to do right now. Uh, we're going to premiere in its entirety right now the um, – for, for with uh, Carol on the Carol off Carol Wilson's new album 14 come fly with me and we will be uh, God I wanted you to talk about that song and what you did with it because you really did some amazing things but we're gonna have to do that I guess on the next turn number four number four That's right. <laughs> when we were talking about your new musical all right Carol thank mm-hmm. you so much and here you go thank you Exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come fly with me, let's fly. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Hmm. Come fly with me, 
let's float down to Peru. In Lama Land, there's a one-man band here. He'll toot his flute for you. Come fly with me, let's take off in the blue. Once I get you up there, where the air is rarefied, we'll just glide. Starry eyed, once I get you up there, I'll be holding you so near. You may hear angels cheer, cause we're together. And you are listening to the Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to Dr. D for making our voices come alive on the airwaves and to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Be sure to check out our very own Richard Dugan, a.k.a. Dr. D, Peabody Award-nominated radio show. Tell me your story every Sunday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and sound and engineer producer Richard Dr. D. Dugan and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. I'm a 
This is Miles Copeland. Yeah, I just had the honor of speaking to the Jeremiah Show. Who would have believed that little old me would have the opportunity to speak on such a prestigious show? And they even talked about my book, Two Steps Forward, One Step Back, My Life in the Music Business. So it was a great pleasure to uh, be on that show, The Jeremiah Show. I love you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.